0: Welcome to episode seven of REI Closers. Um, got all three of us on here me, Alex Jensen, my brother, and Jake Koenig, just a, a few OU alum. Um, Jake was in our fraternity in college. Um, I want to say you were a dental. What were you trying to do originally? Uh, Pre dental. Okay. Pre dental. I do remember that. I like when I was a freshman, I remember talking with you in your pre-dental. But Jake is pretty much full time real estate investor now. He's um, flipped, I don't know how many houses have you flipped?
1: Uh on my own. I'm at twelve. And then with that company I did about i been I did about sixty-two over two years with jeez,
0: Okay. So now full time on his own. Um we'll go into how he's finding these deals, you know, breakdown of some of the profit um, he's been able to make from that, how the actual process works of flipping a house and how he went from basically going, working with the company, right? Flipping yep. houses or helping them do that to now yep. deciding to do it on your own. Yep. Okay. Um, and Alex, you, you, Alex and Jake were the same grade at OU. I was two years younger. Um, I think we talked about this on the last episodes. I got into sales, but I know you were doing pre-dental. So how'd you, when did you decide did you switch to business what like how would you even get into real estate
1: um so out of I'll just give you the rundown on initially out of college I I took the first summer off played a bunch of golf didn't really do much and then got a sales position with a freight brokering company so what that basically until I'd go in there and I'd make about 50 to 100 cold calls a day I would be calling on companies trying to figure out uh, how they were doing kind of managing their shipping department and trying to broker freight for them. So I, I landed some good accounts in that company, but it, what it taught me was how to cold call. And I knew I didn't want to sit behind a desk. So about eight months in actually it was probably about six months in of having that job. I got on YouTube and someone introduced me to wholesaling real estate and once i learned a little bit the only thing i learned on youtube was really that you have to find a deal and whenever they talked about finding a deal it's just driving around and cold calling houses so i was like put two and two together i'm like okay i can cold call now and every day from i got off at four so from four to five every day for about three months i would drive around for an hour and just call on houses and it was three months in that i found my first deal and that's kind of, that's where the ball started rolling. I I didn't know what I was going to do with the property. The lady lived in Kansas, house was in Tulsa. Um, it had flooded back in December. She had a pipe bus. So all of her flooring was ripped up and whatnot. So I went in there and I looked at the house. Like it was just me and her. She drove in from Kansas.
0: Was it vacant whenever you, like yeah. you said, she lives in Kansas?
1: Yeah. So she was, she had already moved out of it and she wouldn't do anything with it. But I just remember the first time I walked through the house, I thought it was like a catastrophe, like that the flooring was up and there was drywall missing. And I didn't I mean, I was like, there's no way I'm going to buy this house. And <laughs> so I brought the she gave me a number. She she wanted one hundred and ninety grand for it. And I, so I took it to a few people that I knew were doing real estate and one of them being my buddy's dad. Um we looked at the numbers and it ended up being about a six month process, but we got it under contract for 185. Uh it took us about two months to renovate it. We were all in at 231. No, we are all in at 225, sold it for 331. It was like that first and and I learned a lot through that because I brought in I mean I don't regret it but i brought in like my cousin i brought in his (laughs) sons like so once the profits with everyone yeah so once it was all said and done i only made like 16 grand and when i should have probably made around 40. but it was a it was a good learning experience and then from there i knew that that's exactly what i wanted to do i was like i can make my what i'm making per year right now with one house yeah um I mean I can go into more on yeah. So that you were
0: you were doing you said freight though, that was like the original sales
1: yeah, just yeah, okay. freight. and so I was doing fine. all right. Like I'd create a book that I think I was getting forty five grand base salary and then I was making around I, I think I'd built up about forty grand in commissions per year. Yeah. So yeah. I mean definitely it wasn't not terrible. Bad. But it's no, like you got the, pretty, go ahead.
0: I would say you got the potential of like, you know, the, I guess, commission type
1: structure increasing the income there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't like someone breathing down my neck either. Oh, yeah. What that job was. It's like, you can't leave early. Like, you got to stay exactly till four. And I just thought it was pathetic because I was actually creating business for them. Right i so. think it's
0: funny seeing how because alex how long were you doing driving for dollars but when
2: you got your first deal that way i'd say first deal i think was in the first few weeks um but i was yeah. driving for dollars quite a bit i would usually wake up like saturday morning and go do it for a few hours
0: yeah so i guess people that don't know what driving for dollars I means that's what jake and alex did to get some of those big deals or one of their first deals was just driving around finding you're just finding you know the shitty houses right did you, um, you said you were cold calling them. Did you just go back and skip trace it, Jake? Or were you ever knocking I, on
1: it or leaving notes? I uh, I want to say I bought a, I bought a subscription to PropStream. That's what it was. Okay. And so I was skip tracing and doing everything through that app. So you would just like write it down on a notepad I would, and then? No, I, I I never do that. Still to this day. I call it right when I'm outside the house. Okay. So you literally yeah. just pull up and call yeah. the house. Because if I write it down, I've tried it before. I just don't do it.
0: So it's right. Like, I, have do it. I have to do it right then. How many would you say that you would like? Because we can do that with Deal Machine. Again, we're not sponsored by either There's people. Maybe one day. But um, we'll pull up and you can just tap on the house, add the lead, skip trace it. And I do that all the time, especially if we're knocking houses in pre-foreclosure. Or I just see one while I'm you know, doing something. I could be literally driving to like dinner and I just see a happy yeah. house and I'll add it. And I'll just call them just to see what happens. Um, but how many do you think you would do after work? Like in a, in
1: a given day? Oh, I'd probably call 25 anywhere from 20 to 25 houses. And then how long did it take you to find that one? About three months. Three months. And it took me another around six months to even close that deal. Yeah. And that's all I cared about at that time. Like I wasn't, I was still calling on other houses, but I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing at all. I think that's like if I had advice for anybody that wants to get in real estate, that's kind of how you have to do it. I just know what you're never going to know everything. I mean, I continue to learn even after doing all these houses, like there's always stuff you learn after doing a different house. And so I would just say do it.
0: Yeah. I think we were the same way as like, we just jumped in, we had help, but it's like, you know, there's someone that probably knows more than you where you just threw it to like, your friend's dad, and then you brought in other people where you're more comfortable just being like, I'm not going to make as much money on this, but I can see the whole process through.
1: Yeah. I don't have people, to, like, people respect the hustle, too. It's like, if you're bringing them a deal, or you are at least trying? Like, people respect
2: that. Yeah. I think that's a good example of the whole instant gratification thing, too. Like, I feel like all the, the newbies are like, hey, I haven't gotten a deal. It's been two weeks. Like, what's going on? Like, It takes a while. Um, I mean, you might stumble upon something pretty quickly, but I mean, I think that's a perfect example of you got to keep going, even if you're kind of getting disgruntled about the whole situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone that I've talked to, I mean, you look at wholesaling real estate, the reason, this is like any entrepreneurship, but most people don't even get a first deal or stick anything out because they would never wait six months or three months, even like what you did to find that first deal, just driving around calling houses. They'd be like, I did this for a week, but I didn't really, didn't really find anything. And then they, You know they quit, and they're probably still working that same job that they didn't want to be working, maybe in the
1: in the first place. Yeah, I think you have to get accustomed to no, because, and that's what that job taught me. I mean, I would I'd make fifty phone calls, hundred phone calls a day, and I'd say ninety nine percent of them were no. So it's like, well, I after work, I'm like, what's the? I mean, I can go (laughs) I can go take fifty more no's. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. it's like the
0: same, every single person I've brought onto this um, has the exact same story, basically how they got full-time or more into real estate it was like, I was doing this job. Like Alex, I think, what were you working until two o'clock? You went to the gym and then you'd go back and
2: cold call for four hours, three hours? Yeah, that was six to like 2.30 roughly, go to the gym. And then I'd cold call for, I don't know, two, three, four hours a night.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, you were able to get one after what three weeks, maybe
2: I think it was somewhere
0: around there. Yeah. But, um, that's not typical for most people. And that's, you know, everyone's going after and doing their second job to basically eventually replace their income with the, uh, I guess side hustle, you could call it. So you do that deal. That was in Tulsa, right? Yeah. is almost every one of your deals been in Tulsa. Yeah. Okay. And you live down there, right? Yep. Okay. Um, that's crazy. So that one was when was that time frame? I'm just curious like when that was bought and sold.
1: That would have been twenty twenty. So okay. And it was it was when the market was hot. Like when we listed yeah. the house, it sold in eight hours. Like that it was one of those deals where oh, we listed shit. it and it sold over asking price and in eight hours like it was yeah
0: now you're like oh flipping houses is easy
1: <laughs> i wish you are still like that <laughs> yeah
0: so we'll get into that now because i know you just had one go live what yesterday yeah okay yeah we'll break down some of those so basically though on this one i just wanted to, i was curious on the numbers you you bought it at 185 you're all in at
1: 225 um yes I, okay. I, it was 180 it might have been 180 i can't really remember but yeah around that and then we put about it was i think it was 35 to 40 grand into it and and what like you know how i told you that the flooring was ripped up there was some sheetrock missing and mm. like once i brought my buddy's dad in there he's like jake this house is 80 percent done i don't know what you're talking about like <laughs> so i like obviously <laughs> I had no idea what i was doing yeah he's like this is easy. it was like it was already a nice house like bathrooms were updated and it, it didn't need a whole lot, just a coat of paint and just some uh, we didn't even have to replace the roof. The roof stayed the garage door was nice. Um, I think it was just paint interior, exterior and then replacing all the flooring and then doing yeah. some rough work and pretty, pretty simple stuff.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, as far as breaking down that, cause like you didn't have, you know, you're making say 80 grand a year. How are you buying a house and putting 45 grand of work into it. What'd you guys do to fund it? Was it your buddy's dad or yeah. did you guys go to the
1: bank? Yeah, it was my buddy's dad. So that was part of the deal that we made. Um, his his son was my best friend, and then he's got a brother as well. And so the their dad just made a deal with me that he'd, he'd write us a check for the full amount and fund the rehab if I'd give them 50%. Okay. So Yeah. So basically you... They brought the full two twenty
0: five. It resold for three twenty five, three dollars Yeah, three thirty one. Obviously, you have some closing cost commissions. What was the total spread on that that got paid out to
1: everyone? It it was like sixteen thousand nine hundred. Well, that was to you. Like I guess total profit. Oh, it was dollars something
0: thousand. Jeez. Yeah. So he basically got forty, and then you split the forty with some other people.
1: Yeah. And then we had to pay. We paid. He's put some type of like interest inside of his, um, yeah, us. So it, it worked out well. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. So that's those are the sacrifices you have to make early on, and you slowly yeah. learn how to take home more of the profits.
0: Yeah, don't uh, don't just try and do it all yourself at the beginning. So that was when you were doing freight. How'd you get in? Because I know you were working. Was it REI Grow? Who are you working for that you said you flipped a bunch of houses with? How'd you I move in?
1: Into- REI Nation. And REI Nation. I worked for them a little under two years. Uh, they, they. So I'll just run through their model real quick. But what they do is they have project managers in about eleven different markets, and they the like my job as a project manager was they would send me houses that wholesalers were sending them. Basically I'd go assess the property is what they'd call it. Assessments. And I'd put a rehab budget on like what I think it needed to, to be rehab. And then they'd use that to negotiate with the seller to initially put an offer in. And so if they bought that house, then that was my budget, the budget that I came up with to stay, to stay in for that project. Um, we would renovate it and then they would sell the house. Well, actually we'd renovate it and then they'd put tenants in it and then they would sell it to an investor and then they'd manage it on the back end. So it was a very, they kind of do a lot of double dipping. Yeah. It's a good model. Uh, there's nothing wrong. with That's probably model.
0: nice when the interest rates are quite low and an investor was just walking in to have yeah. a tenant basically.
1: Yeah. And it's, I mean, they're not really. Uh, it's a property management company. It's all it is because mm-hmm. they're liquidating the property 100% to the investor, and it's. I mean, yeah, they're completely selling it off, and then they just manage right. it for 10% on the back end. So they're making
0: the income on essentially the flip, and yep. then the property management on the back end. Yep.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's a cool model. I mean, I if i wanted to replicate it tomorrow i feel like i could but yeah i just don't know if i really like i i don't know there's a lot there's a lot of headaches to go into it too because whenever you're providing a product for somebody and then managing it like there can be um i don't know you you put a lot of trust in your project managers and stuff
0: right so what were you doing as the assessment guy did you have you stepped out of the other sales cold calling position with freight, but you moved into this. Were you making commissions? Like, how did you? Yeah. Or so. You just want to learn how to flip houses.
1: No, I actually took a pay cut um, to go do this. Uh, I, uh, I think I started out at fifty grand to go start doing those houses, but I was still uh, able to do houses on the side as well. And, um, what was that? Okay. So you- so-
0: Oh, you were still doing like you were still driving for dollars. You're still trying to find.
1: Yeah, I I've, I mean, I was flipping and wholesaling and it was interesting, too. Um, I don't know if I should say it on record, but it's <laughs> like the way that I could find houses and sell them to the company, like it was a pretty unique opportunity. Oh, uh, OK. And they I mean, they were fine with it. It's not like it's but yeah, but, yeah. It, it's I mean, not, it be it's not little, insider trading or anything. <laughs> yeah. It could be a conflict of interest a little bit, but it was, I don't, I mean, I think the job itself taught me so much and it was the best decision I ever made to like, just go work for somebody else, learn what they're doing and then replicate it and do it on your own. And that's always kind of what I desired to do after I learned about real estate. And then I found that job and, Took it, did it for two years, and now I owe I owe that company a lot to where I am today.
0: That's that's very cool because we didn't. Uh, I mean, we pretty much got into wholesaling, but it's like I don't. I've never gone through a full flip like that just because we had pretty quick success wholesaling. And I'm like the our interest rates went up, you know. And I'm like if I can get paid now and just replicate it. Um, that's why we haven't focused on it as much, I guess, nice. as far as our timing.
1: Yeah, I want to focus on more wholesaling in twenty twenty four. I mean, it'd be nice, and I also need to start accumulating property for some cash flow. Um, I don't want to be deal hunting my whole life. So yeah,
0: yeah, but- Alex, literally just talking about that how we can create some more residual type. Um, but as that, so you were in REI Nation. And you said it took two years before you were like, all right, I'm just going to do this on my own. Did you have like a certain amount of deals you're doing before you're ready to step away?
1: I wanted to. So actually when I did that first house that I told you guys about that my buddy's dad helped me, I noticed that there, this is a funny story. I I noticed there was a house across the street that looks vacant from that one. And I thought I found the right, like I, I was searching for the number for a while and I found a number that was iMessage. So I was like, this has to be someone, right? And so I texted that number probably for three months, about every two weeks for three months. And no answers? No answers. And I, but I knew, I mean, it says delivered and then it would say yeah. red. So like I knew someone was reading it and it was delivering. So I just <laughs> they had their red receipts on too. Yeah. So I just kept sending text messages to him, and then finally, it was, probably, it was probably three or four months in. I sent a picture of the house, and I was like, "Is this your house? Like, yes or no?" And the, she finally replied, and she's like, "Yes." And that that ended up to be a great deal because I originally offered her 175 for the house, or maybe 150, and it took uh somewhere between six and nine months for me to close that deal but the kicker is halfway through negotiations with her like just going back and forth she spilled the beans that she had another house in the neighborhood so i was able to get both those houses under contract for 350 grand and that's those two houses are really what got me out of my job because i mean yeah. You just locked
0: up too after what yeah. you said three to six months of just rent, like texting her with no answer.
1: Well, yeah, that's how I originally, um, finally got her to answer, but then just going back and forth with her and communicate. She was so attached to the properties cause she grew up in them and they're her moms, but she needed the money. Like I could tell. Yeah, And it's crazy dude. Cause she had an offer for 425 grand from somebody else, but I built like, such for, the, good... for the two total. Yeah. I'd built such a good relationship with her that like she just stuck with yeah. me. Yeah. And, I mean
0: Alex, that was your how much were people offering the guy on the one you had? That was um, I think you got it for 465?
2: Yeah, I ended up getting it for 465. I know he had when he came back to me because I'd offered him lower than that, he came back to me saying like, "Hey, I have higher offers, but you know, since we've kind of got to know each other, so similar thing." Um I don't know if you ever had like, you know, $560,000 offers like the house across the street had, but um, yeah, it was yeah. definitely higher than what I was asking
0: I think most people don't think about that they're like why would she accept that offer it's like there's a lot more to it than just the highest offer for most people like they want to know you can close they want to trust you building yeah. the rapport is like so much more important than people realize and the follow up like again most people would never text someone for three to six months but it's like half our deals are after like seven to twelve touches like they're not there's guys I'm still texting from five months ago that told me they wanted to sell. He's same thing. He's got two houses. I didn't even know until I talked to him. I Left a note on his door, and now it's like I'm eventually, hopefully, going to get both of those. I literally have some of the stuff he he gave me in his house um, just sitting in my room. But he's like, oh, I'm, s- I'm still waiting to like handle some things before I sell it. Like you never know. Yeah, but you, know. you get both of them for one fifty. Were they just like same size house, or is she just like? Her- a-
1: I got one, both of them for 175 and yeah. no, they, I mean, one of them was, they were both just dumps. Like it was going to be full gut jobs. So, I mean, they were probably worth a little bit more than that, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, dude. Cause even whenever I find, like I'm telling her these numbers and in my mind, I have no idea how I'm going to like close these. And so, I mean, I'm thinking best case scenario, I could try and wholesale them or something like that. Yeah. But I, I really had no idea. I ended up doing a hard money loan on that one. On both. Yeah, on both of them. And so let's
0: break. We'll break that down in a second because I think a lot of people also do that, whether it's wholesaling, because most people getting started aren't focused on flipping. L- luckily, you had the resources to like do that or know how to do it most people just get it under contract and then they're like, okay, I have an option period. Let's go see if I can find a buyer. That's why if you have it at a good price, it doesn't, like you said, you have it at this number, but you're like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Like, let's just figure it out later. And that's kind of just like throwing yourself in the fire. But what was, how did you break down how you did a hard money loan on this and how you basically were able to flip these houses without using your own money?
1: I, I actually, so I had to, I was able to get the hard money loan. So the lender that I used, he actually lived in that neighborhood. So he knew that it was like an exceptional deal. And that played that benefited me heavily. Um the interest rate was 12.75, um so very high
0: on the hard money loan.
1: Yeah. And they mean gave, they gave you what they percent the 60 grand per house as well. So 120 grand on top of the 350 for renovations. So I had, I had basically a half a million dollar loan at (laughs) 12.75%. Yeah. So I was paying sheesh like seven grand a month in interest payments almost like, and I was using, I had built up some capital, like I was doing all right, but I, I was using the, construction loans that they gave me to help with interest rates and it was just i ended up having to take like a fifty thousand dollar loan from my parents thankfully they were able to help me i don't really like going to family but i had to like i was in a bind and that's what that's what ultimately allowed me to finish out the project and dude it got it got to the point on that where i was almost for a week like neglecting those houses like i was so afraid to even see them because i i was so overwhelmed like <laughs> all i could think about when i whenever i'd lay my head at night i'm like i've got a half a million dollar loan to my name with two houses that are only halfway finished and it was and i it was like a high-end project and with rei all those houses are low-end flips and jeez. So I was way over my head, like, yeah, those were stressful times. And that was I mean, during,
0: was that when the market was still kind of hot, I would assume?
1: That was when it turned. And so like whenever I put those for sale, it was, um, what? what let's see, it would have been December last or like the end of last year. So like right when things were kind of starting to get rocky. Yeah. And well, how did it finish up there? I, I ended up making roughly, so I, I made $150,000 profit total on, on both of them. But <laughs> after it. then I had to pay my parents back to 50 grand. So I, I walked away with roughly like 90 grand. Jeez. And that's whenever it's like Jensen, like you made your, that big wholesale deal and it allowed you to quit your job. That's how I was. I was like, I'm going to put some of this in a personal account that on myself for a year. And just go for it, but so you went from
0: basically having a hundred or a half a million dollar loan at twelve percent. You now had to borrow from some family. I did. I can imagine how stressful that was. So how long did the project take?
1: Um, three and a half months for for one, and then one of them took a month longer because I I honestly I waited. One of them was under contract and. I knew it was going to sell, so I waited until that one sold, which was probably stupid. I probably should have just loaned more money from somebody, and then used the profits from that one to get the other one done, then sold that one. Wow! So, yeah, yeah honestly, great. dude, if you're starting out, just wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think people looking, listening, to this
0: is like it's crazy to see because yeah, when you're wholesaling it, I mean, who knows? Like if you would have. It's cool because now you're flipping a lot of houses and you probably like, because of that, don't have that kind of headache or at least know how to avoid most of that. But yeah. if you had them each at 175, I and mean, what do you think you could wholesale them for?
1: I think I probably could have made my 80. Really? I mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I probably could That's have sold them for crazy. about $225, 225 a pop.
0: Yeah. And then you would have just been out from the from that, I guess, stress, but- now you, you can't is
1: though I would have had to figure out taxes too. Like that's what I love about flipping, is I would, I mean it's very rarely that I pay taxes.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways. I guess we could go into that too, because you get I know you can't be taxed heavily whenever you are, I guess, a dealer or you're flipping or wholesaling because it's more of that, you know, active income. Um, are you just saying you roll those proceeds into another property to kind of defer the taxes?
1: Yeah, and so the way you can do it with, which it might be, uh, I mean, this is how I do it, but if you're a real estate professional, you can, you can basically list yourself as a home supplier. So it's like a t-shirt business. If you're selling $200,000 worth of t-shirts at the very end of the year, you could go buy $200,000 worth of inventory and defer it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, it's not that straightforward, but, and with flipping, you, you're spending a lot of money per house. So you can write off those expenses towards what you're making on the house. And that's, that's really where you, where I save a lot of money and I write so much stuff off because I'm spending so much money. I mean, I think I've spent, like, I was looking at my bank accounts. Like I've spent 72 grand in the last two weeks. Like,
0: yeah. Just to fix up.
1: I don't, I don't love that. Like, it's pretty scary because you're like, where's all that money going? And I'm not, I was talking to another Flipper yesterday that's more advanced than I am. And I was just like, dude, I feel so unorganized. Like I can't keep track of all these checks going out. And he's like, dude, trust me, I've been doing it for longer than you have. And I'm still in the same boat. So that made me feel better. But it's, Yeah, when
0: you hear that other people have the, the same problems, although you could probably like, still organize it better because there's people that have those systems dialed in and I'm like I don't know how they're keeping track of that but yeah it is all just
1: like you know having getting things yeah so yesterday but that's I was I called him and I was sitting at my desk looking at all this paperwork and I got on Facebook marketplace and looked I just looked for a file cabinet And I found one, A guy had it listed for, I think it was 65 bucks. And I said, hey, I can pick it up today for 40 bucks. And he's like, if you can meet me there in five minutes, you can have it for 40 bucks. But this is cool because I got to the property, it's at 31st in Utica, which is like prime time Tulsa real estate. And when I pull up to the house, it's like surrounded by million dollar houses. And this one was, you could tell it was a little older, just traditional style home. And the guy had been in real estate for like 30 years, um, he was a great guy. It was his mom's house and he's selling it. And so now this weekend I'm going back over there and we're gonna, uh, I'm taking like some investors over there with me to look at it and potentially going to flip it. So yeah. that's and real. You, that you were just buying a
0: file. You said a filing cabinet?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I ran, in, I ran into that on houses, like most random things, like people that have leased some of the properties that I own, like for rent, they're, they're like, oh, we're trying to move or you run into all these different situations. Like, yeah, we're actually looking to sell it, but we, we're we trying to wait to sell it. And I'm like, well, we buy houses,
1: so. <laughs> yeah.
0: can help you with that.
1: Um, that cool how real estate works, though.
0: Yeah. There's that answer to, to everything. You just solve someone's problem. Um, I think Alex was going to go into deeper. Like, I'm curious about the marketing because we do a lot of wholesaling and we're like basically help people close their deals, right? Like we'll market our... Ourselves as a closer, bring us, you know, go driving for dollars, do cold calling, um, text messages, door knocking, and then they'll come to us and close it. But so, like, I guess, how are you? I think did you, Alex? Did you talk to him about how he's getting? He said
2: referrals. I don't yeah, know we were we were talking about you and me about you know how to expand marketing, and I know uh, Jake, you said you're doing texting a lot, and that's kind of not been going as well, just with all the rules and yeah. whatnot. So, how are you getting a lot? I know. You talked about referrals from realtors, but like, what's your primary marketing method right now? What's working well? uh,
1: Pay per click is what I've been using the most. Um, It's the most expensive method, too. So I I don't know if I recommend it to everybody starting out, but it's that's a good way. And like, something that I'm learning with flipping is a lot of times, like, when I look at numbers, I look for home run deals. Like, I'd, like me personally, I'd rather do five houses in a year that will make me 80 to 100 grand to pop than 30 houses that are only going to make me 15, 20 grand.
2: Mm-hmm. Just
1: way less headaches, way less work. And I enjoy doing higher end finishes. But that being said, it's like with the texting, there's too many regulations now. So I get shut down. If I send out more than 500 texts in a day, I mean, I get flagged. And it's just, it's been a headache. So I, I, I kind of shut that down. I was using Batch Leads for that. And then I've been, I've done some direct mail. Um, the thing about direct mail is people think you can just send out direct mail. It doesn't work that way. It's like, I mean, a guy I work with, he sends direct mail and he says, I'm never going to stop sending direct mail until they respond or those people die. And I think that's honestly kind of how you have to do it. It's like, if you find a house that it's a hot house, it's like, just annoy them. Uh,
2: like your text messages.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, that's an, I'm sure you guys have maybe dabbled in that a little bit, but.
2: Yeah, we have a deal right now. Um, actually, could be a pretty decent deal from just sending out a postcard to someone. Which one was that? The North Richland Hills land one. Um, I don't even no, remember sending that mail, but that was the lady called me. It's like, hey, I got your postcard. I was like, right on. <laughs> that ended up, that, I mean, that was like a six month follow up and whatnot, but that's a whole different story.
0: Yeah, I uh, didn't even know that was from a postcard. I think Alex yeah. has probably sent more mail than uh, than I have, but I'll do it occasionally on that deal machine app.
1: Yeah, the most effective way is cold calling, in my opinion that's just a personal opinion but yeah i mean at the end of the
0: day what you're doing like all the top wholesalers flippers whatever it is they are eventually doing pay-per-click so what that means for people that don't understand that is like you're paying for some sort of google site ad facebook ad people are inquiring how do i sell my house fast or they're looking for a cash offer i have partnered with a guy that does facebook ads um probably not as effective as google but you know people see an ad on facebook hey i'm looking to get a cash offer for my house or I need to sell it quick. And then it comes into our CRM and I call it. And basically they tell us why they want to sell it. They tell us pretty much the asking price they want. And then I can get on the phone with them and at least have a hotter lead that's inbound rather than you, you know, going outbound to find every single lead. So what are you
1: doing? What are you doing for your pay-per-click? So I use Google right now. I'm not running Google. Um, If I... I mean, if you guys haven't done it yet, I would go to Bing. Bing is just as effective and it's like half the cost. Um, and like, you're going to reach an audience that probably a better audience that wants to sell their house. Like some people that want to sell their house are probably going to go to Bing other than Google, like not to be <laughs> judgmental, but that's just probably. I was
0: going to say, who the heck is
1: using Bing? Yeah. People that want to sell their house. Um, no, but that's that's how I've been using it. And then I just set it up to where it's, it's got all the keywords. Um, the side I, I bought, or I paid a guy to build a website for me that has AI SEO integrated into it. So every day it uploads, I think it's 15 to 20 real estate articles onto my, it's got like a blog page on the website. And so Google sees that every day as like keywords basically, and it refreshes it. So I don't, I don't know how that works. That's way over my head, but I did pay probably too much money for the website and seems to be working, but I think you can do it a lot cheaper.
0: Yeah. How many did you, how many have you gotten? Like how long have you been doing pay-per-clicks? I think we reached out to you when you started it like a few months ago.
1: Yeah. I've only been doing it for a few months. And honestly, like I, I think from an outsider's view, people like I, on record I want what I want people to know about real estate is it's not always, it's not all roses. Like, yeah, especially like for me right now, I've got, got four houses outstanding. Like you're paying mortgages on all four houses. I mean, you got to finish up renovations and like I'm robbing Peter to pay Paul on some projects and it's just, it gets stressful. And so, I mean, there's times like right now where I, I don't run, I'm not really lead sourcing at all because yeah, I've, I want to sell everything off and then kind of start fresh in the new year. And um, but yeah, it's not, it's not all fun and games. Like it's yeah, <laughs> super stressful. I,
0: I just had that happen on a I like used a house. I was like, oh, I'm gonna I did a zero percent interest seller finance deal that I held as a rental, which is like it's a smoking deal. And it's oh, it cool. Is, and then when I bought it, it's like, you know, I'm only giving them 20 grand down. I had my contract at first was like, oh, it'll be 15 grand in repairs. I even got you know, someone, I mean, it cash flows on its, on its own, like over 800 bucks a month. So I had plenty of room to get like a private money lender. Just I'll pay you passive interest on it. And yeah. it still cash flows, but I still, you know, that we went in there, the plumbing had to be replaced. I didn't know about, it. I should have got it inspected, like, you know, more detailed, but um, yeah, it's like, there's stuff that can always go wrong. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a great deal, but it's just like, more of a headache on small things that you don't think about until you're actually in the fire
1: Yeah, uh,
2: so that people like don't a, really. You see everything on social media, like, Oh, this is great. I'm yeah. making XX X, X, and X on this, this, and that. And then they don't yeah. tell you that 10% of it or whatever, 10 hours of the day last week, they're just freaking out about something.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's like, Oh, make, make, you know, on some of these, that's why wholesale is cool. Like we can show someone, Hey, we made 35 grand on a deal that i literally put $10 into. But they didn't see how long it took to find the deal, to get it under contract, to put out a fire with the seller and the title company. Um, I mean, I just had one of our biggest wholesale deals close after I think we got it. I got in touch with them in April from a buddy that had already been in touch with them for five months. We finally got it under contract in September. They were building a house in San Antonio and wanted to close at the end of October, but it got pushed back because their build wasn't done. Until it just closed like four days ago. And I mean, I had to get like calm down the seller several times, I had to extend amendments. Like it took forever to eventually get it done. But then now it's like,
2: cool, they're happy. Yeah, they got yeah. paid. We got paid. It just took that's eight like eight months. That's like the one right now that I have been that I, I door knocked like three or four weeks ago, renter in the house for an owner finance house, had to get in touch with the actual. Um, owner finance guy, he didn't speak English. So I'm talking to his son, had to go over to their own auto body shop across town twice, like translate in this back room, negotiate, um, had to call the trustee on Sunday night, at like 9.00 PM, to get it delayed. And then had to call the underlying note holder to like actually convince him to delay it. All that. I mean, you can make a good wholesale fee when it closes, but like I'm driving across town, to, like sketchy parts. Talking Alex is in to- an
0: alleyway, like just, talking to this person about buying their house.
2: It was an auto body shop behind an auto body shop in a part of town that like, you probably shouldn't be hanging out in. And I'm just driving back there and negotiating with this guy that I don't
1: know. But So I I had a wholesale deal it was last year and it was, it actually landed in my lap, but the guy texted me, he's like, Hey, this guy's super, super interesting cat. Um, He's his, so his mom, owned the, or who owned the house, she had paid a contractor to do a bunch of work. And he just left, like didn't do any of the work. And so you she had, a, she had a reverse mortgage on her house. And then this. whenever she passed, the son was living there. And they were kicked like he ultimately was getting evicted from I don't, I don't even know how that works. But he would, They the city was taking over the house. And so I, I go in there one day, and to go look at the house, like I had texted him, and he was, he was a good guy. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, very interesting. Wheelchair bound, like majority of the time that I'd walk in the house, he wouldn't he wouldn't be wearing pants. Like he he had a I had one like, of those Jake. Yeah, he had a catheter. <laughs> like so, he, like he always had like a bag of uh, manure next to him. And like, it just smelled like he'd smoke cigarettes and weed. And, but the funny thing is, is I, I worked on that deal for about three months and his only request, like he, he, he said, I'll work with you, but I need you to bring me Natty daddy every three days. And so every three days I would deliver him an 18 pack of Natty daddy. And, I mean it was it was a lot of work though. I mean supplying natty daddies. But it's like you gotta do that stuff to to get those deals. And I kinda, had that
0: exact same guy, literally the same thing, like no pants, wheelchair, and I I mean I went and delivered him like a, his AC was out. Like I would just give him like a little fan just so this dude could like that's yeah. wild. Well. So he wanted eighteen pack. Natty daddies are just like what the higher percent
1: natural lights. Yeah, and he, he probably should have been drinking anyways because he had that condition where he couldn't like he had like liver failure or something. You're just supplying this this man's addiction. Uh, it's one of those though. If he stops
2: drinking, he's probably gonna croak.
1: And if I didn't deliver, dude, he would blow my phone up. Like would not stop calling me. So <laughs> I made like 17 grand on it. So it, it worked out well. Yeah, I'll take that for
0: some some 18. Tax. 17 grand
1: minus probably 500 from Natty Daddies
0: your monthly, just add that into your rent 500 uh natural light drop off yeah exactly crazy. um so what is your i don't want to keep this forever going too long here but like what is your your goal now it's like you said focus on the big deals like i got like if i can get five you know home run deals to essentially make the larger profit and not have to deal with such a headache but like you said you folk you want to focus on wholesaling what do you want to do like the next you know step like what's your goal
1: yeah so in 2024 I'm, I want to reevaluate kind of what where I'm headed um, I love flipping it's great but I think ultimately for 2024 what I want to do is I want to I think I was telling Alex a little bit about this but I'd like to train kind of like a project manager and show like have him manage all the projects and I want to slowly remove myself from the flipping side of things. Um, I'll still do some of the lead sourcing and cause that, that doesn't take too much of my time during the day. Like I can, I can do that for an hour two hours a day and create a consistent pipeline. Um, but I want to create incentives around it. So like if I hire a project manager, I'll pay him a set amount per project, but then he gets a bonus for days to complete. Um, if he stays in budget, um, if the like i can base i can rate him on his home inspection scores and i think that's a good way to train someone and also give them some incentive uh and then kind of put him in my place and i want it to be a younger guy cuz i think it's a skill set that if you know how to flip a house or you know how to wholesale a house it's like you can that's an easy way to make 250 grand a year and you yeah, i mean that's that's a great thing to know so I've thought about doing an internship program too, where it's like someone coming out of college or that's in college, they can come work with me for a summer and their project for the summer is flipping a house. Like, I think that'd be, if I was offered that in college, I would have loved that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And Yeah,
0: yeah, we thought about doing something like we, we even went back to guys at Lambda and they were like slowly, you know, letting people that want to generate some leads, whether it's cold calling or we have a new like lead generation we found through Facebook, but like, something that people can get plugged in and start making or at least being around, you know, those deals and making some sort of commission. I think there's probably people that will hear this, that might hit you up. will drop your, your social media, but I'm sure there's someone that would love to do that.
1: Yeah, no. And that's, I mean, ultimately that's what I want to do next year. Then I want to start taking, I'm going to be more invested in commercial real estate next year. So start attacking, um, that side of things, uh, I think I'm gonna take proceeds from flips and start investing in commercial. I love, I just think it's a lot better asset to invest in, personally. Uh, mm. They're way more, less. there's less headaches, way more upside, longer leases, triple net's great. Um, you're not receiving phone calls, there's no clogged toilet, they take care of themselves. It's just, right. it makes more sense to me, but it's also more expensive to get into um but go listen to
0: my uh my third episode nolan that's pretty much he moved everything from single family eventually to commercial and i mean he breaks down how he gets like an infinite return on pretty much every deal by similar like what you're doing with flip or what we do when we buy a house single family it's like he gets a home run deal it's a vacant property or whatever the tenant isn't paying much in rent they put a better business in there fix it up and you know, now the property's worth twice as much and he brings in capital partners that pretty much fund the whole thing and split it 50, 50 with them. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy what he's able to do, but yeah, commercial can be another beast. That's like not necessarily harder, but it's just a bigger, you know, bigger
1: yeah. deal. Yeah, it is. And it takes, I, I love residential because of how fast paced it is. It's yeah. you call it a house, you could have it under contract today, like commercial, I've been calling on it for a while. It didn't work that way. It's like more than likely it's going to take six months to a year for someone to sell, or you got to wait till a lease is up. Or, I mean, there's a lot of different factors. I mean, I will say, I work with a guy named Jake Freeman and he started this year and he's locked up, I don't know, six or seven industrial buildings. Like he's just hustling, but he's, he's a networker and commercials, more of a networking game. And, He's is he just, looking
0: for buyers? What is his goal with
1: it? He's holding them. Um, buying and hold. He's working with... He's worked... That Spark company that I've uh, worked with and still work with, They, that's who he's buying them with. He's a... He partners with them. But he's very good at that. And then, I mean, I there's... I think mobile home parks are great investments yeah. too. Um, yeah, get but, the bigger cash flow. Yeah. And... I was telling Jensen I I think we need to do some deals this year together. I think it'd be fun.
0: Yeah. The the single family is definitely a quicker route. We've noticed that. I mean, we can get a deal under contract and within two weeks sometimes get paid on a, a wholesale deal. So yeah. it's uh, especially starting out, I think it's good to understand that process and then eventually, you know, move on to the bigger, bigger deals.
1: Yeah. All you need is a phone, uh something some ability to script tra- skip trace numbers and then at least one buyer and you're good yeah
0: you don't even need to skip tracing if you took it like uh, me and just went door knocking yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah. just yeah, go to the county
1: not from solar probably yeah i was
0: knocking doors my whole i've never had a real job all i've done is knock doors
1: yeah just like which just surprising. do it all right like i said what's is surprising i thought you would i don't i didn't i always thought you were like uh going to go do like some type of engineering gig or something. <laughs> that's what
0: I started with in, yeah, in school. Just yeah. like you, you're like, I want to be pre-dental. And
1: then after a year,
0: I'm like, I don't want to be an engineer. And then I realized, you know, I found like real estate, just reading or on social media, like literally just like you, I saw it on someone's social media. I was like, this can't be legit. And then I started reading some books and I was like, Oh my God. I yeah. Think
1: it is. And like one thing that people need to realize though, is if, I think too many people try and get into real estate because they don't want to work hard or like they want an easier life. Like something I've noticed is, I mean, I'm waking up at 5.00 AM every day and I usually don't shut it down till 7.00 PM, maybe even later some days. And it's more work. I mean, it's harder and I haven't, this has been a recent change for me. And it's, if you guys knew me in college, it's probably a, a shock to you guys, but I've gone completely sober and like, it's changed my life like i i have to wake up every day and i've got to be 120 percent. so if i'm involved in any type of substance and i wake up and i'm at 60 i i have to create my own work i'm not going and sitting behind a desk where i get on a computer and my work's in front of me so yeah. like i can't just show up and do it. so that, that's a big change that i've made and it's i'm happier i'm healthier like things I enjoy work now. Like I wake up at five and I'm like, I'm excited. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely recommend that to people too.
0: Congrats on that. Cause that is cool. I think I wasn't in y'all's pledge class or anything in the fraternity, but definitely yeah. I heard some stories so I, I can tell you yeah. it's pretty impressive what you've been able to do. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not easier. I mean, we wake up at five, Alex and I are usually in the gym at five 30 and then, trying to get everything done before 9am that we don't need to answer calls to because once nine, 10 in the morning, I mean, we're fielding leads, doing phone calls, trying to lock up deals. However it is, right. It's like we could be going until 8pm at night if we want, but we have to pretty much shut it down, you know, yeah. so we don't yeah. drive ourselves crazy. It's definitely not easier. No,
1: but it's more fun. Yeah.
0: A yeah. lot more rewarding. Yeah, it is. Well, it's Cool. cool. I appreciate the uh, the time though. It's been fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll connect on a deal here soon. I know we're not really marketing in Oklahoma too much, but no, but um, I'm putting
2: the I'm putting the new Facebook stuff out in Tulsa, a bunch of regions okay. out there. So we'll definitely I get a, get several this year or this next this next year.
1: Yeah, I need yeah. more houses. You guys find them, I'll flip them. <laughs> there you go. Let us
0: know too, find Jake. Um, he just listed what one property
1: um you yeah. have an open house tomorrow or today you said today yeah it actually i mean i think we got 10 phone calls day one so i think it'll move quick yeah
0: and you that one's in tulsa obviously all of them are yeah okay well where can someone find you social media i know you're you're getting a little more active on social media i've seen you
1: um, uh jake koenig 21 i think that's How do you spell koenig k-o-e-n-i-g jay koenig 21 that's instagram what facebook yeah i think facebook's just Jake koenig and then i i do a lot on twitter too which is the same thing i think jay koenig 21 yeah. or maybe J underscore koenig 21 i can't remember
0: we'll but, find you if it's someone that's uh, flipping houses they probably got the right one yeah so, all yeah. right well i appreciate it good luck with the the new projects that are out there hopefully
1: it gets sold quick Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Have a good day.